Welcome back, everybody, from our little holidays New Year break. It is the 44th episode of the West Coast Preps Podcast, the Jerry West episode, the greatest executive of all time, the one who started the Lakers dynasty there, the, helped, I guess, propel that Warriors dynasty with Kevin Durant. So episode number 44, wait, 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 I am... Wait, hold on. The Warriors were a dynasty before KD. Let's not... They were, they were never going to win another title if KD didn't oh, go there. Okay. That Cavs team in 2017 was good. This is how we're going to start this? Yeah, it is. Should this we... is how we're going to start it. This is how we're starting the podcast. You want to get me riled up here on this Monday morning of us recording? You know what should get us riled up is Shanning Fry's take that Steph's legacy was on the line. Hey, every time we do a podcast the night before Steph goes off, I think we might be doing a seven-day podcast here soon. Yeah, so I guess a seven-day West Coast Preps podcast every day and night because he just dropped 62 points on the Portland Trailblazers. Got the Warriors back to 500. I, I don't. He's back. Kelly Oubre hit another three. It's his second of the year. Two for 28, I think. So he's shooting what six percent now, whatever that equates to. Yeah. Yeah, that's not good. That's that's not going to win you a whole lot of ball so he's games. Bringing the dynasty back. Yeah, I think they're very much a 500 team this year. I think you're realistically. Realistically, I think they're a 500 team. Realistically, I think you're a 500 team. So I'm just one guy. I'm not a team. Wow. Wow. So you're an I guy, not a team guy. <laughs> well, I'm 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 not I'm not the Warriors. I'm not an NBA franchise. Mm, interesting. You know, yeah. But Steph dropped 62. His legacy should not be on the line there. I don't know where people got that idea. He's won three titles, two MVPs, unanimous MVP. He's been to two more finals. What more do you want from the guy? I mean, he just everyone needs greatness from him every he single night. Four hundred threes in one season. Dude's insane. Yeah, I don't get it. Whatever. I think opponents have figured out a way to beat the Warriors in some ways. The box and the one, but nothing was going to beat Steph last night because when Steph's hot, Steph's hot. Yeah, he had that look in his eyes. He was about to kill everybody. Draymond's defensively, he's back now. He changes that team for sure. No, he changes the just the way everyone acts on the court. He's another head coach on the court, so it's it's a good feeling I think for the Warriors to have him back on the roster and back playing for them. Yeah, Draymond is definitely back there. When you got Draymond revved up defensively, that makes the Warriors go. And that's what the Warriors wanted with this roster they assembled because they got a lot of length, right? They added Kelly Oubre, guys like that. So you got James Wiseman in the draft, a guy that can really run up and down the floor. Andrew Wiggins is supposed to be a very athletic player, right? So you got those guys defensively running up and down. That's Warriors basketball. That's what you want because, you know, the Warriors, they're not going to be a team that hits – 45% from three or be that three-point shooting team of the past. But they're also not going to be the team that shot, what, 6% for the first few games, whatever it was. But if they can get defense, get in transition, the Warriors will at least have a chance to be a playoff contender and get themselves fighting for a six or seven seed, I believe. For sure. I think they're a playoff team still. And I think that the Warriors are still going to be relevant this year. I think that they are going to start off slow. And as the year goes on, and they start to form more chemistry, and they start to figure out who is exactly on the team, it will be a much easier time for them to actually get going. Yes, yeah, so, well, but you got to like the idea of Steph dropping 62. you got to like the flash of James Wiseman shown. It's it's fun. You've got to like Wiggins, that big game he had against Detroit. That was good. That was kind of the Wiggins you want to see. Not, I'm not expecting Wiggins to play like that every night, but you've, if you at least get that kind of performance every few games, you're going to be in a lot of ballgames. Like night, though. I don't see why he couldn't drop 20 every night. He could average 20 a night. 
But I mean, just that kind of efficient performance oh, where he yeah. just has that kind of fourth quarter like he did. But if he plays like that, at least twenty five percent of the season, you're gonna you're gonna win a lot of ball games. Yeah. But you got to make sure he can I be just consistent. Wish Clay was on the team. I wish Me Clay too. I wish they kind of had at least another shooter yeah. at the two spot. Um, and not Ubre who goes two for twenty eight. Yeah, Ubre is a frustrating player, but you know the Warriors are three and three. They split that series, I guess, the way it's working out the NBA this year. You have yeah. like a little baseball series, that home series, a little bit just because of COVID and travel stuff. But split that against Portland, who's a really good team, a hot team. Because you saw they the college football playoff, Portland simply couldn't miss. They went up twenty three to nine within three minutes, I think. Yeah, when Portland is hot, they're hard to beat, and they're a little better defensively this year, but they're still not great. A defensive team. Portland's still a great team. Yes, they are. And now let's move on to some of our talk between Chris Jackson and Gregory Moreland to the West Coast preps. We've got some exciting coverage coming up. I know we hinted at some of it in our last podcast. We looked forward to 2021 in episode number 43. Now in episode number 44, we've got more stuff. Football is back in California. You've got Winter Circle Athletics. You've got their football events and games going on every Saturday here for the next month, month and a half down in Los Angeles. We've seen three Northern California teams travel down there, exclusive speed, Cal strength, iron sharpens iron, a lot of talent down there. And you'll start seeing some West Coast preps coverage from there as well. Indeed, we'll be out there every Saturday covering all these games, making sure everyone gets coverage, getting some more film out on these kids, showing some of the highlights, and also doing some takeaways, game recaps of all of these games as – we finally have some sort of football in the state of California. Pads on, full pads, 11 v 11, club teams. It's going to be a lot of fun, and West Coast Preps are excited to go down there and cover some of these teams. Yeah, we definitely are. We're going to have photos, videos, recaps, plenty of interviews, takeaway stories, feature stories, discussions about it on our podcast. So you're going to see plenty of stuff. You see some live stuff going up on our TikTok, social media page. It's going to be a lot of fun for people to see if you want to tune in a little bit towards the end of the game or something you'll really like that but it's going to be kind of a preview of what you will see for when games eventually do come back in northern california with our coverage we're going to be kind of flip-flopping who goes down there every weekend greg's going to be down there in los angeles on saturday so follow us at west coast preps underscore on social media to follow all of that coverage going to do a great job down there like he always does and what we saw last weekend what we heard too results were good you heard Great competition, great talent there too because Long Beach Poly made its own team. They had their Elite 11 quarterback. Kind of, I'm not even going to try to say his, his name, honestly. It's not. Wow, Chris Jackson not saying a name? Is this the first Because how time? do you say that last name? I It's just, I can't say that. Kai, Kai Kendall? Kai Kendall, I guess, yeah. Come on. I've never really seen a last name like that. One. You can Kai say Kendall, DJ Koi Kendall, you, 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 Uyunga Lele. Lele. You can't say That's this my one. flex. That's how I flex on the world is Uyunglele. Anyways, there's some big competition. There's a lot of big guys that are on all these teams. As There's teams from all over the West Coast coming and playing on this team. Or playing on all teams, I should say. It's going to be a big time fun for all these kids. They finally get the opportunity to play again. And I, I'm excited to go watch some football finally because we've been craving for that. And we've been waiting for high school football to come back. And it will come back eventually. So like you said, this is a preview for what will come for West Coast Preps. Yeah, and we saw some great talent like we mentioned on display. You saw from Northern California, Jerry on Dickey taking a touchdown pass to the house. How many tackles did he break on that play? It seemed like, like 10. 
seemed like he, yeah, at least 10, 11, anyone who was on that field couldn't take him down, took that touchdown pass from his fellow Valley Christian teammate and quarterback Drew Rampelberg, their touchdown for that game, but <laughs> only a sophomore. That's a scary thought to think because he already looks like a college player. He really does, and that dude is an absolute beast. Took a slant like what, it looked like 70 yards from the highlight that I saw. Uh, NorCal Scouting posted that. The dude is an absolute beast, and I can't wait to see him play a full season. And I can't wait to go down and see him in pads. It'll be the first time I get to see him in pads. We got to see him at RVC a little bit, and we saw him dominate there. But this dude is an absolute beast. 215 pounds, what, 6'2", 6'3", right now? And he's only 15 years old. The sky is the limit for Jerion. Yeah, the sky really is the limit for him. He's already a four-star top 100 player in his class. Got multiple Power 5 offers. He's going to get a lot more. In the coming weeks, months, years, for what's going to be definitely a remarkable high school career story, he's probably going to break some records. I oh, imagine. I would, I would think so. I would think that he's definitely going to break some records and probably break some records in college. And I think he's NFL bound yeah. with the trajectory he's on. Right he's now. definitely. I think he's a three, four year college guy at most. He'll, he'll definitely be in the NFL someday. But speaking of his league, the West Catholic Athletic League. A sleeper team in football this year when football does eventually come back. I mean, it's, I guess it's weird to call them a sleeper team in football with their storied history. But after kind of a little more struggles, the down years for that program, the last couple of years, of course, a fantastic league with all those programs like Valley Christian, Sarah, St. Francis, those schools. Bellarmine's flying under the radar heading into this season. They've got a new coaching staff led by first-year head coach Dalal Bachman. Brings a lot of promise and excitement to that football team, that community. Changing, overhauling that offensive scheme there too. Used to run the wing tee. They did have a lot of success there. They made a state championship trip earlier this decade. They've changed it out to more of a spread RPO offense. Fits this personnel grouping, I think, perfectly. Prepares them better for the next level because you see it at the next level too. A lot more schools are running spread RPO. You've seen that more and more at the NFL game too. It's going to get particularly quarterbacks, receivers, and tight ends even more film yeah and football has changed to the point where it's a lot easier to run an offense that's spread because of the new rules um you know pass interference holding and stuff like that so I, you've seen a lot more schools go from the wing t over to these spread rpo offenses but they have some big time talent too and they really are a sleeper team qb wade smith was second team all west catholic league as a sophomore all the while in the offense that barely threw the ball and as we said, they're overhauling the offense, so we expect big things from that quarterback. He has interest or following from the coaching staffs of Army, Cal, Cal Poly, Duke, Eastern Washington, Harvard, Sac State, San Diego State, UC Davis, Weber State, and Yale. So he's got a big-time list. And then he's going to be thrown to senior tight end Griffin Wace, who's a big-time talent as well. Yeah, and Griffin actually just committed over the weekend to the University of Washington, Jimmy Lake staff. They're going Pac-12. Got a preferred walk-on offer from there. Shows that over some... Offers from Division Three schools. I mean, he had Cal Lutheran, Carleton, Linfield, Pacific Lutheran, Puget Sound. He's going there. He's going to get a lot of great film in this offense, too. More of a blocking tight end in the past just with how much they ran the ball in the wing tee. But now going to get some more film. You're going to see why he's... Himself too. Yeah. I, I like it. I think he's going to succeed there. And Washington, obviously, is a great program over the last few years. And I think he's going to do great at Washington. Yeah, he definitely will. Another guy, too, is senior linebacker and tight end, Will Matlack. I mean, he recently just committed to McAllister College, a Division three school in Minnesota. Then you've also got so much other talent. I mean, you've got Jackson Sawyer, another kid who's definitely going to play at the next level. 
those four guys we just mentioned, all of them have stories up now at westcoastpreps.com. Check out Wade Smith's feature, Griffin Ways' feature, Will Matlack's, Jackson Sawyer's. But there's even more talent. I mean, they've got another quarterback, senior quarterback, Thomas Anderson. He just got offered from Puget Sound last month. That quarterback group with him and junior Wade Smith, we previously mentioned, is really talented. They've got their senior running back, Joaquin Moreno. He's got... You look at that. He's got already eight college offers to play at the next level. They've got their senior linebacker, Reese Burrell, a two-star recruit. They've got some other juniors. And Thomas DeVortorio, a receiver in DB. He's got some Division One interest in schools following him. And same with junior receiver, tight end, and DB, Josh Thompson, a deliberate training guy. He's got Division One, D2, D3 schools following him. So you've got Bellarmine's looking good. They've got a lot of promise within that program this year on the football field, and you've got to imagine with this new coaching staff, the energy's looking good. Indeed, and that league, as we've mentioned so many times before, is such a tough league, and I think that they can succeed. Obviously, it's going to be tough you know, going through the Valley Christians, going through Sarah and all that stuff, but it's going to be really hard to get the wins, but you're going to see the talent go through this program and you're going to see the film come out you're going to see a lot of kids come out of this program and go to the next level and succeed at the next level and yeah when i was at their practice back in november their training session there one of their assistants was telling me they really like the talent that's coming through their program really fits them perfectly they're going to be getting more size in the future in some of these younger classes like 2022 2023 2024 a lot of talent great players coming through those classes so not only is this season looking promising with their seniors their senior leadership but We've mentioned some juniors like a Wade Smith, Josh Thompson, Thomas DiVittorio, guys younger than them as well coming through this program. Bellarmine's on the rise again. Sounds weird to say Bellarmine's on the rise because they've usually been one of the top programs, but right. yeah. you're going to see them back up near the top upper echelon team really soon. Yeah, I agree with you, and I, I'm excited to see I'm excited to see Bellarmine come back to the rise. And like you said, it's such a weird thing to say, but it's going to be nice to see them join the crop at the top of that high-class league. Yeah, it's going to be fun to see how that race shakes out because we mentioned in our rankings the 25 days of Christmas Bay Area preseason football rankings we just concluded last month. You had two teams in the top four. You had Sarah at two, Valley Christian at four. St. Francis was a top 15 team. St. Ignatius was top 25. So that league is stacked. Bellarmine's another team. It's going to definitely try to work their way into that top 25 when the season does come around. But now it's... We're starting to prepare for winter sports and spring sports basketball starting to rapidly approach, inching closer towards that season. I guess eventually starting up, you're going to have practices supposed to start up next month in February, games in March. West Coast Preps are already setting up a lot of interviews with countless coaches, teams, athletes across the Bay Area to highlight their programs and student-athletes on our website. We've already got some interviews with teams set up later this week. Next week, early next week as well. So we'll see a lot of kids and programs highlighted on our website at westcoastpreps.com. And one team we've got interviews set up with actually next week, the Dublin Gales, an East Bay team who's been on the rise and been spectacular over the last couple of seasons. You look at it, Tom Costello's done a great job as their head coach for years, premier program in the Bay Area. And you've seen past five seasons they've shown why they're one of the best in the region because 23 plus wins five straight seasons you've got a last year 24 wins in 2020 25 and 2019 26 and 2018 29 and 2017 and 23 and 2016 yeah they've always been consistent even back when we were in high school they had always been a consistent program 
they continue to rise, I feel like, too. And Dublin went 24-7, and seven, won the EBA, EBA League title, and was the North Coast Section Open Division runner-up to Bishop O'Dowd. This team just consistently proves that they're one of the top programs in the Bay Area. I'm excited to finally see some basketball. As you know, we talk about basketball all the time on this. We just talked about Steph Curry earlier. Huge basketball fans. I love being inside the gym and just the, the sound of basketball games, right? You're inside the gym and, and whatnot. There's a different excitement from football. Football probably has more people at it because the stands are bigger. But when you're inside an arena, inside a gym, there's just something about that feeling. It feels so good. So it's exciting to see some basketball practices starting to happen. Like you said, we're going to have a lot more people, a lot more stories coming on to westcoastpreps.com on some of these basketball players, and it's going to be fun. Yes, it really is, and Dublin's a team that's going to get a lot of coverage this season in the future, too, as they much deserve, because last season you look at it, too, they went 24-7, and won EBAL, North Coast section, open division runner-up to Bishop O'Dowd. Also, we're one point away from a NorCal championship game appearance, lost by one to Marcus Bagley and Sheldon. I'm sure a lot of you recognize the Bagley name because Marcus Bagley, the younger brother of Marvin Bagley, now with the Sacramento Kings. Almost had that game. Almost went to a NorCal championship. Dublin came oh so close, but they're past. I know we mentioned how many games they've won, but they've been in two of the last four NCS championship games, and the two times they didn't make the NCS championship in those four years, they were within one possession of making it to that title game because in 2019, I remember being there, 86-83 loss to James Logan, a heroic 40-plus foot shot from Logan Wynn at the buzzer. It was unbelievable. Dublin had a five-point play to tie that game. Jaden Saunders hit the three, got fouled. There was also a technical foul on the play, so technically an incredibly rare five-point play. Dublin somehow ties that game. Logan comes back. Kid just hits this incredible shot at the end. Logan wins that. 2018, lost 198. Controversial ending there against Heritage to where they lost that game, but they've been such a great program. They've been one of the top teams in the North Coast section and California. You've even seen them ranked as top 100, 150 team in the country in the past few seasons too, and you see why. I know they do lose a remarkable senior class. Top seven scorers are gone. Anthony Roy, 17.8 points per game last year. Also led the team in rebounding the 5.4 rebounds per game. It's going to be tough to replace that senior class. It is, and I would continue. Devin Jackson, Jaden Saunders, Elijah Alonzo, Malik Jackson, all part of these scores are going to be leaving, and it's going to be tough to replace that class, but they do have a retool just like they always do. Always a great program with a great culture, and they're going to retool. Senior TJ Meager, a great point guard who sees the floor, a great defender as well. Senior wing Caleb Odin, who's long, 6'5", defensive skills are good, long arms and tough to play against. Lots of steals, also great at running this uh, fast break, great defensive player. Runs the floor well, great attacking the basket. You also have junior guard Mason Hudnall, who's a 6'6", combo guard, killer step back with a precise from deep. Runs the pick and roll really well, great in transition as well. Excellent dribbling skills, and then played in the top 75 game. Dublin's always going to retool. They're always going to have that program. Like you said, great culture, and be excited to see what they do following a couple, couple of tough losses ending their season the past couple years. Yes, it will be interesting. They've got, like you mentioned, Caleb Bowden's 6'5", Mason Hudnall's 6'6", that combo guard. Both guys can shoot from the perimeter. Mason Hudnall's got a killer step-back shot. Runs the pick and roll well, too. You look at Caleb Bowden. I mean, he can just do it all. 
fantastic instincts on the court. You see he understands angles and cuts off the ball so well. Be sure to check out his 2020 AAU highlights. Really good there. And yes, sure, they do lose a lot of talent like Anthony Roy, Devin Jackson, almost 10 points per game. Jaden Saunders, almost 9. Elijah Alonzo, almost 8. Malik Jackson, almost 8 points per game. Nick Costello, actually Tom Costello's son, who's now going to play baseball at UC San Diego, just committed there recently. He's also a great football player, too. All EBAL at multiple spots. Then Patrick Renane also graduates after averaging nearly five points and three rebounds per game. Like you said, though, Dublin's always got talent coming through. That great culture, great coaching staff there. They've also got a youngster, a name you're really going to want to keep an eye on in the 2023 class, a sophomore point guard, Donovan Cooks, really boosting his stock on the AAU scene. Can hit from the perimeter. Great first step off the dribble. So much talent coming through at Dublin. They're going to be great defensively again. They run, you've seen in previous years, they run up and down the floor really well. They're a fun brand of basketball to watch too. So you're, a lot of people are going to want to make sure you tune into Dublin basketball games and make that trek out there. Indeed, and like you said, they're going to be good in transition. They always have been, and it looks like they're going to be again as these new guys coming in are going to be great in transition and great for their system. As like you said, great culture. They're going to continue to fill in place, pick and place pick and plug all these kids are going to do well and i think a lot of these kids are going to move on to the next level we'll see what dublin does inside this 2021 season yes we will it should be a fantastic season there he's athletically he's going to be another fun race because you've seen authority valley's really got on the rise as well as a program granada just went to an ncs championship game their best season in decades de la salle is always de la salle monavis is always good you've got san ramon valley I mean, you just name the school in the East Bay Athletic League. They're good at basketball, so that's going to be a fun race to watch. And now, Greg, before we wrap this up, I know it's a new year, 2021. I know some people are making jokes. It's December 35th, now 36th when this podcast comes out of 2020. But now that 2021 is here, any New Year's resolutions, things you're looking forward to? No, I, no real big New Year's resolutions this year. I'm just trying to, to get through this uh this year and i think 2021 is gonna be a great year um just want to continue doing what i love and this is what i love and that's the main thing just just be happy that's my new year's resolution i guess just be happy they gotta do what makes you happy we definitely are i've never really believed in new year's resolutions i've always believed in making resolutions at any time of year any time of day but i'm excited for what we've got in store west coast preps with our content coverage we mentioned some of it Football coming up soon. I know we've got interns also rolling in soon. Basketball's coming up. More feature stories across the Bay Area. More stories coming up. Game recaps. Got some other stuff we're going to announce really soon as well that we've got in the works. So stay tuned for that. But also be sure to follow us online on social media, West Coast Preps underscore. Check out all of our interviews, highlights, whatever Greg's got cooking there at YouTube. So subscribe there. And also follow all of our work at westcoastpreps.com. I'm gone. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh.